Hey guys, yeah. how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. This is the Culture Crime Fighters, and I want to do a little throwback wow. to uh, Cosmic Fusions. He was he wasn't Cosmic Fusion then. Yeah, we don't I talk was, about those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, man, I was kind of nostalgic watching that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, goodness, man, just like what has changed since? Is it what a year today or is it a year next week? I think it's a year next week. Damn close. But we're damn close. It's the 50th episode of the Culture Crime Fighters. 50. 50. A fucking 50 piece. Holy mm -hmm. shit. I'm proud Wait of us, second, my friend. That doesn't even math right. We've only because we missed more than one, but I guess it, it's somehow mass, right? For next week to be our fifty first. I mean, yeah. Well, there was I was traveling that one time, like I was moving, you know, yeah. from Los Angeles to Austin. Yeah. Um, then I was like sick one of the weeks. I don't know, but anyway. But yeah, it seems like we did remarkably well. But then I remember one week we did do two because we interviewed like Robert Meyer Burnett, and I think we interviewed someone else. That's right. Yeah, we did. The one week we, we doubled up. Mm -hmm. Forgot about so that. that. Was, That's right. But so I guess that makes it technically miss three. But this is still pretty remarkable. Mm hmm. And no, that was not Perry Chan. That was a no. young cosmic fusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're stuck with us, pal. Yeah. Or we're man, stuck you, with you. I mean, it really depends on how you look at it. Man. You know. Listen, man, anyone who's been here through most of the episodes with Cinch and Dildo has, uh, hell, hell, Courtney, Killy Child's been there for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, man, thank you all. <clears throat> anyone watching this playback, thank you all yeah. for joining us for this year of fucking madness. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's been a wild year. I mean, we started it just kind of talking about, you know, whoop. Just kind of wanted to, like, weigh in on these franchises that are getting destroyed. And then, like, I don't know, somewhere along the way, we're like, oh, fuck, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We're just like, ugh, Hollywood sucks, and we know it. Like, let, let, them, let it burn, basically. I'm very much a let it burn guy right now. And I'm getting a, like, I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is, the, uh, like, a fair take. Like, I don't think this is, like, a take that, like, Gary would have, necessarily. Yeah. Um... And not that I have to have the same takes. I just kind of like sometimes I sort of measure myself against him. I'm just like, am I being unreasonable? Like, what you know, like yeah. what would he think? Um, that's a good. I think that's a good barometer. Uh, but like I was listening to Midnight's Edge before we came on here, and like there's some dude on there saying that like, ah, uh, you know, the last two episodes of Book of Boba Fett were great. They were. They felt like Star Wars. They were Star Wars. And I'm just like, what the, like, is it unreasonable for me to say stop watching this shit? For the good of all of Star Wars, is that un is that unfair? Mm, this is the Madden problem. The Madden, the Madden problem. So, people buy Madden every year and they complain about it, but they buy it every year. But they're yeah. pissed because they do not get a better product. They they will never get a better product ever. And, and so that's what I, I yeah. And I'm saying like it's like. It, every it's it's like every little success, you know, like the one gem in the ocean of of diarrhea that is modern content. Those little gems 
just bought us another five years of bullshit Star Wars. Yeah. Or bullshit whatever. And I just think like it all like I sound like them, but it's like we need like a clean slate. We need to like just stop. No, you come to us. We don't go to you anymore. You beg us to come back and maybe I'll consider it. Listen, that's not unreasonable for you, but I understand that some people just want to watch their Star Wars. They just want, they root for the Jets, they root for the Cubs, they root for the Lions, whatever. I keep saying it, but that's exactly what it sounds like. Even that, it sounds like like when you're rooting for a bad team, but hey, the last two games we played real hard and you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe but how long around? can you delude yourself for? I mean, me being a lifelong Jets fan, I don't even look at the I don't even know who's on the roster anymore. I don't care. I'm watching the Rams, I'm watching the Cowboys. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not going to emotionally invest myself in a sinking ship. I just won't do it. Some it's not my and it's be. not my problem. It's like, yo, <laughs> bring me back. I'd love to come back. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, earn my return. Don't you like People just keep showing up. Like I was listening to this guy talk about it, and I don't know who he was. I didn't, I didn't check it out, but uh, yeah. but he's just like you know he still has hope. I'm like you still have hope. Like they're exploiting that hope. They will feed them hope to poison their souls. Uh, you can hear me that. In, What's in that? Bane. From, oh. uh, uh. Um, man, like I I know, but they like that's that's I can't get mad at that. Like and to a certain extent, I almost respect that, and I don't know why. Maybe it is having been a Lions fan where you just, you know, you're rooting for the impossible. You know, you're rooting for something that is so unlikely to happen. And you have so much evidence to how unlikely it is to happen. But you still just, you just root for it anyway. You've been conditioned to just root for something. Is there no instinct to want to punish them for fucking you over this this many times? Like, I have that instinct. I'm just like fuck you. Like I like I like I want to I want to insult like I want to humiliate you for what you've done. Like you yeah. have it's not like and that's a thing. You know, uh, people are like, "Oh, it's this, it's that." It, this was intentional. Yes. Or, or or born out of such arrogance that it's unforgivable. It's not like they tried their best and what came out of it was like, "Eh, could be better." It was it was destructive. And it would, and it had disdain for you as a fan, and you still go back there like more, sir, more. I was like, fuck that. I'd rather, I'd rather live on my feet than die on my knees. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I almost said that in earnest, and then I was like, oh, then I'd have to shoot myself after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I, I can't help but to laugh at uh, uh, the Central Dildo comments. It's different, no race wiping. Why people in the Jets will improve them? It's not a guarantee for a movie franchise. That's actually a great point. Yeah, I'd be fine with all diversity <laughs> on the Jets. I mean, it, it is. The, have you ever watched the NFL? It's like whenever I see a white guy, I'm like, ah, hey, look, there's one. <laughs> I mean, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Best white go. out in the NFL is a white guy. That's crazy. That's happened. And then a couple years ago, you had uh, Christian McCaffrey. A couple a- years ago, <laughs> this country has like how many, like 150, 200 million white people, and there's like seven of them in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? What do you want? I know. I don't want anything. I don't yeah. give a shit. I, just, I want a good team. I just yeah. think, I just, you know, it's just a little part of it. Go. Like, ah, oh, cool. Look at that. There you go. I mean, I, pretty much the entire offensive line is usually white guys. 
Yeah, yeah. But Certain I mean, position groups, it's yeah. like, okay, you usually get me a couple of black guys in the whole line. Yeah, there's a few. There's always a few. There's Samoan guys. Yeah. That's that's where, the, where you, we tossed them on the O or the D-line. Yeah. That's, but that's the skill the, positions, generally. For the most not, part. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it's the same thing. That's why I, I, I make the sports analogy. It's the same sort of thing. It's the idea of, like, you're rooting for something to happen, despite how unlikely it is. And the fact... I still think my analogy is valid to say, yeah, but they stopped playing football and they started playing, you know, professional badminton. And you're like, yeah, you're they're right. going to they're gonna start playing football one of these days. And I'm like, no, they're not. And until they do, stay away. Some people just like moths to a flame. Yeah. Like they can't, they can't, they've already conditioned themselves to be fans for, for forever. Some mm-hmm. have literally like almost made vows to Star Wars and they just, yes. they, they can't, it's not that they just can't break them. Like they can't spiritually break these vows. They, they are like entangled in this vow to Star Wars. They are, here's what I think a lot of fans think. Um, like I said, it's, it's similar to the Madden problem. They think, well, if I stop buying, then I, I stop being a fan. And they don't want to lose that identity or stop paying attention. You don't have to even stop buying. If I stop paying attention and I stop being a fan, then I, I'll lose part of my own identity. It's almost like they want. And so they take the same. It's just a different in perspective. I don't have this perspective, but I, I do understand it and, and respect it. You know I don't I mean? respect I, it. I mean, I, look, at that point... I, Okay, I may, maybe I'm being a bit of a collectivist, but I'm just—I yeah. th- just think like for the good of the, the franchises, stop supporting. You know, like for the sake of the love of it. You know what I mean? For us, you know, like for the people who who stuck around. Like, I think you're giving them ammunition to keep making garbage, right? Like that's that's one angle of how I think about it. And yeah. then the other angle is just kind of like, well, if you get burnt, that's your own fault at this point. I mean, look, I got no sympathy. For you getting upset. It's like, well, what the hell did you think was going to happen, man? That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, man, I I feel that way. Not just about Star Wars, but about the whole entertainment industry. Like, if we're Word. looking for the best case scenario, Word. if our goal was to, like, legitimately, um, quote, unquote, win, it would be, nope, boycott. Strong. Yep. Hardcore. Like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Because it's just of what you've done. For the past five, six, seven, whatever it's been years, um, the the attacking of the fans, the fact that you, this shit bled into real culture and real life, the the methodologies you guys have used yeah, of, of shaming people out of opinions and shit, yeah. it's like nah, this is too much. Fuck off. I that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I, I look at the attacking of the fans as evidence, but to me, like. There's attacking of the fans just woven into the products themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's a point of view is resentful of the audience. And it's like, okay, you don't want me around. Bye. You're not the only game in town. You're not. There's never been more game in town as far as entertainment. Jesus Christ, I can't fucking miss it. Yeah, I don't miss it. No, no. on my third playthrough from Wasteland Three, I downloaded the DLCs. I'm, I listen to a podcast. Like I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. 
There's I mean, money in bishing about the Star Wars industry, though. There is, and look, I think at this point, make your money. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. If you're going to capitalize on the fact that they've destroyed one of the most beloved IPs in history, callously and arrogantly, I think that's great. Good. Yeah. That's money that the, uh, Disney's not making. I think that's terrific. And, and you know what? Oh, almost to that point, there's also like a, a train wreck fascination. Kind like, of. It's still, though, it's kind of like your friends and family are on that train. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I cared about those things. Like, I wish yeah. you wouldn't desecrate them. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, listen, not, there's not just, like, fans. There are normies who are going to, like, you know, checked out elements of some of this stuff. Like, oh, I'll, I'll see what's going on with Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Because I don't know any better or I barely pay attention. Didn't really like the movies, but... Well, just I'm just it has Star Wars, it has Disney Plus. I already have paid for Disney Plus because I pay for everything, all these stupid streaming services because I got kids and here, you know, just yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, let's see what's going on with Boba Fett. There's also that group of fans as well that super casual, yeah. barely know what's going on. It, it they just see the brand and they just go for it. They don't even know any better. Yeah, I guess so. I That's- there's an interesting thing with normies because I I. My last job, there was a, I worked with a lot of kids, like a lot of like 19, 20, 21 year olds. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but yeah. they don't watch any of this shit. They're all watching anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which all of mean? them. I mean, they were Has all of them. I was like, over. yeah, but I was like, I'd seen evidence in the field. I was like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. this is for real, for real. And like girls too, like they yeah. were talk. I was like, what? Girls watch anime? Like, I mean, oh, I know yeah. in like Japan they do, but like. I, I could not imagine a girl like like in my high school proudly watching anime and not just being annihilated for it. Like there were weird girls in my high school that watched anime. That was weird like, girls, cool. yeah, but they weren't, you know, it, it wasn't no, socially acceptable. A hundred percent mainstream. Like a hundred a hundred percent mainstream. Because, like kids without knowing, kids are always the barometer to everything, right? So, because without knowing, they didn't intentionally do this. Like, yes, yeah, some of them know about this woke bullshit, uh, but most of them probably didn't. They just found better stories and things they relate to more in anime. And I think because uh, anime has this thing where there's like a, um, uh, I mean, you know what it is like with film, but there's a pretentiousness, that indiness, and it's never ending. You can always find anime? an anime. Yeah. There's what do you mean always, pretentiousness? Not necessarily a, an intentional pretentiousness, but like there's always the thing of finding the the great album or great artist that nobody else knows about. And you're oh, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, sort of like thing. obscurism. Yeah, maybe obscurism is a better thing. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a never ending supply in anime. You can always find an anime that no one else has heard of. You can always find something. And because there's an almost never ending supply and all the different types of anime there is. There, and anime is such a wide lens to cast mm-hmm. your net. There's always something for someone who likes anime to find. Like, it never yeah. ends. You're, and you're not depending on one company. It's not like, oh, if Disney screws no, up. I mean, I know they have a Funimation to deal with, but, I mean, yeah, there's some shitty companies out there, but, like, you can still always find your kick. From anime unimpeded, unlike all stuff. Yeah, at least for now. For now, for now. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, got some super chats rolling in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a toxic man flu. Hail toxic man flu. Uh, for ten dollars, says it's not a it's not a boycott of Star Wars, Disney, etc. By the fans, it's the fans stopping the pattern of abuse. Fucking a. Me taking my cash to creators like Matt and Vidge is freedom of choice. So suck it, Disney. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you, Toxic Man Flu. Appreciate you, brother. And to that point, Toxic Man Flu is a supporter of the Patreon. Uh, we have the Culture Crime Fighters Patreon. There's eight episodes up right now. There's not nine because me and Vidge <laughs> couldn't get on the same page for scheduling. Yeah, yeah, Discord tag. So we apologize uh, for not putting out a Patreon this week. However, we're going to make it up to you because we love you very much. We're going to put out two this week. There so they'll probably by next Wednesday, there'll be three new Patreons. So boom. Yeah. How's that for value? There you go. An extra episode. And I've been saying this, by the way, and I still mean it. I think it's more it's better value than Disney Plus for most most people in this chat. God it will damn be better right. money spent. You will get more entertainment value from from us than you will from Book of Boba Fett. And if you don't, you know, if you if if let you us be, know if you think it yes. sucks, yeah, you can let us know, man. You're giving us that money, and guess what? Too, you don't even need to give us five dollars to listen to the Patreon because the first episode's free. There you go, free ninety nine. So thank you very much, Toxic Man Flu. You're a great guy. Uh, the Whitfield Report. Hail the Whitfield Report. I was on his show Saturday evening. Oh, cool, cool stuff. Yes, yes. He's a good dude. Uh, I was actually he, – he's an interesting guy. Got some interesting takes. And I was telling him I would really like to hear like some angles or videos from him on ableism studies because he has uh, cerebral palsy and he's got a really oh, base take on it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I think that's your angle. Like, yeah. That's the type of thing I think that could go viral. Um, but he's a great yeah. dude, and he was very, uh, very gracious host. And uh, he gave me a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Hail! Thank you very much. He says I don't pay to, uh, <clears throat> I don't pay attention to Disney Star Wars at all. But there's a lot of old and expanded universe stuff that's good. Fucking a, that's actually a good goddamn point. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's probably the the path to fandom. Like if you're a di if you're a Star Wars fan, and you need your fix of Star Wars, I would say the EU is probably your best bet. If you if you have to get and if you have it, I know a lot of people probably already know about the EU already done. Find something else. There's something else in the EU um, to be entertained by that isn't you know Book of Boba Fett in the festival. Yeah, dude. Because that always honestly that felt like when I was I was like I don't need to read the novelization of Star Wars, but now now that it's like completely you know desecrated and there's yeah. like it's like there's a void where Star Wars once was. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's all that EU stuff that people really dig. There's, like, comic books. There's, like, yeah. all the video games and stuff. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Screw it. I, I just will not. I, I Look, I unsubbed from Disney Plus when Gina Carano got fired. I, I won't go back. I, I'm sticking with that one. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's just like I, I'm not giving them a dime. Not yeah. another dime. Yeah, isn't this about with that name? Uh, yeah, that's why I said that, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Indeed, indeed. Great but thank day. you very much, uh, hail gentlemen, for yeah. your uh, wonderful Super Chats. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. You know what? I did start watching on, because uh, I was on the, we did the Cocktail Lounge on Friday, and both Cold Era and, um, what's his name, uh, uh, Mad, recommended that show on Amazon Reacher. Yeah, actually, I think I remember, remember seeing it lurking in nearly throwing up 
but yeah. <laughs> Nearly throwing. Oh, I, I was like, I thought he meant the content was so bad. No, it wasn't the content. It was me being like completely sick as shit and like having chills. I don't know if I have coof or flu or just whatever. I'm getting over it though. But um, okay, yeah, I remember them saying something that Reacher is watching. Yeah. I'm like, hey, it, that's interesting. And I watched about, I think, four or five episodes. And it is. Huh. It is it is watchable. It's um it's not amazing. Yeah. Like it's the kind of show that I, I thought like if it came out like five years ago, I'd be like, oh, it's a show. But the fact that it came out now in like the torrent of bullshit that we have to suffer through, it's like, oh, this is a this is a show. Like you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a character and there's a like a story and like you know what I mean? Like there's no like weighing down, there's no bullshit. Like I I, I have not found anything objectionable as far as political messaging is concerned yeah and what a shame that we've gotten to like it's a show it has a character in the story and it's like mm-hmm. really oh wow, wow. That's, a, that's a character how novel story holy smokes yeah get those yeah it's pretty funny too and it's it's very it's very toxic like you know it's very much like this guy is just this giant gorilla of a dude yeah, and he, you know, and like that's a, a joke that's like a running joke throughout the show, and he's like got his shirt off like half of every episode. Yeah, like I, I <laughs> it definitely makes me feel physically inadequate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like he's like John Cena, like yeah, he's just blowing up out good. of his t-shirt, and it's just he's always got it off. And I'm like, you know, uh, but it. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it was pretty good. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'll probably finish the season, and it's like, yeah, like it's not blowing me away or anything, but it's it's a pretty good show. Huh? Uh, you know, it sounds worth checking out then. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if ever there's good stuff, we have to at least you know check it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even saying like it's like you know, I'm not. Hey, this isn't woke. Go like, I don't even care if you don't watch tv anymore because that's kind of where i'm at a little bit like i still yeah. only have like you know one eye open you know i'm still enjoying reading old comic books and like video games and just not even partaking in it and i just feel i'm fine i don't care yeah I it. yeah and with me i'm in a similar space just because of how much extra content there is it's like youtube is infinite infinite in- infinite amount of games there's an infinite amount of stuff to do that I, you know, it's like shit. I may not even have time to to watch shit. So if it's not good, if I'm gonna watch something that hates me, it's like this. I have no time. For that. I literally don't do not have time to watch stuff that hates me. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the thing that I kind of like. I couldn't get over. You know, I just I couldn't look past the fact that like the people who make this on the other side either hate me, or don't have enough courage to stand up for the fact that they don't. And so that's basically the same thing to me. Yeah. So it's just like, you know. You're enabling hate. Yeah. All right, I'm going to step away. I'll be right back. All right. All right. All right. Uh, We'll uh, vamp for a little bit. Um, That's funny and true. Yeah, the character thing. Who can imagine? We don't have characters or TV shows or stories. We don't have character or story anymore. And uh, goodbye, Eric K. Peace out, Eric K., the Wrench King. Uh, my first super chat. We always talk about uh, Metal War Six Six Five being uh, his. Air K is mine with uh, that seventies rock fan right behind. It was like a minute, a minute off. Um, but you know what though? I, you know, since you're dildo, you're not entirely wrong. 
but it is um part of the reason we we want to be spoon fed is there's been you know there was a part in pop culture where you did not have to dig for the best stuff i mean that, that doesn't mean it was wasn't great stuff underground and this is not just music this is all culture right not that jack reacher on amazon is quote unquote underground but you didn't have to dig for um great stuff it was just there so we have an audience base that's conditioned especially people my fat ass age and older i don't know what my way has to do with that age uh but my age and older um that it still has a little bit of that conditioning to it should just be there it should just be here i should have to go uh and you know different little uh wherever to find out about stuff. I shouldn't have to, it should just be there. And that's just not going to be the case, you know, for anything. So as much as, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, well, people need to dig. I'm like, well, they're not going to, but that's, they do need to dig if they want good material. It's not going to be uh, in their faces. Um, oh, GMC films. That's some dark stuff we could probably cover on uh, the Vigilante Wins uh, channel because I've been uh, going into the conspiracy theory vein a little bit more. I was talking about John Todd uh, the other night. But why are they uh, advising that to have that test? I'm not sure. Yeah, digging in the crates. That makes everyone, you know. But just think about how many, you know, that's something that producers do. (laughs) Only the great ones do that. So to, to condition the audience base to dig in the crates for good movies, good TV shows, good music. Um, with music, it's sort of already happened first where you, you've already conditioned quite a bit of people who still keep up with music to say, hey, I got to keep up with uh, what's going on underground. I, I, I got to pay less attention to the mainstream. Um, and so that, that process has to happen amongst all forms of entertainment. It has to happen in... Um, and I, I don't know what you want to call it, scripted long form entertainment. Uh, on some levels, already kind of happened in comedy. I see so many different uh, comedy channels now uh, comedy Instagrams, comedy TikToks, comedy YouTubes. Um, there's so many of them, and there's a lot of them with millions and millions of subs. So that's something that's kind of been able to, uh, you know, have a, a high level of sort of mainstream success without necessarily needing to be mainstream. So it's not like, uh, yeah, it's not about necessarily being old shit. It's about like, look at the fucking social conditioning that they can, they can do, you know what I mean? They still are social conditioning. You're right. We're in the internet age. Everything is uh, at our fucking fingertips, but we're social conditioned to just, Follow the mainstream. And I love not that everyone uh, thinks Matt's an alt-writer. Uh, don't tell Matt that Reacher has a girl in it and a black dude in charge. What would you say about a show like that? And uh, you got the old intersectional. Um, let's see, the old comic book you bought for a low price can either be valuable or go up in value years from now. Going back in, uh, in the future. Uh, the important of buying, important. Uh, let me get the first part of the comment. Says, the important thing about buying an old comic at a comic book shop at a low price is to ask their significant to it, like a debut of the character or a character's death. That's the first part. And then he said, because uh, the comic book could be uh, bought or bought for a low price and be valuable in the future. It's funny you mention that, uh, 
Achilles Child because that's actually a part of uh, the modern comic um, marketing. They'll market issues. That's why they have, uh, you know, that's a hidden reason why they had gay Superman and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I disagree. You remember the day, you know, let me uh, finish my point and I get to Courtney's point. Um, but like, uh, so like they, the reason they, one of the reasons they had gay Superman is that the gay Superman issue sold probably more copies than the issues before and the issues after. So having a moment where a significant thing happened when, oh, they'll advertise, oh, we're going to introduce this new character in this book to hopefully push up the, the miserable sales of the comics. And uh, Courtney says, I disagree, Vidge. Don't you remember the days where you didn't hear about bands because there wasn't an internet? To me, that was Diggy having to dig because it wasn't uh, just right anywhere on the internet. Um, that's true. You know, you go into a, a record shop and just buy the band's album because the cover art looks good. You don't know if they're good or not. You have no idea. Like that day, you know, existed. But how many people did that? That wasn't the mainstream. So I guess my point is, you're not wrong that, you you know, since you did, I said, you're not old anything. And I, I tend to, to go with that. But when you're talking about something happening on a wide scale, it's like, this is why people have negative perceptions, though. Yeah, people are not old anything, but people are not going to do the lowest common denominator over the course of, um, that's the most likely event to happen. It's the lowest common denominator, the lowest hanging fruit. So if it's obscure from people, if it's out of people's perception for just a moment, they're not going to pay attention to it by and large, uh, for better or for worse. So that's just how it is. People don't Yo. feel like digging. And Matt's back. What are we talking about? I was just, uh, since your dildo and everyone started a conversation in the chat about like, um, having to dig for material instead of, you know, it being as present and as, you know, like I said, the mainstream was you turned on the TV, there was a show that you liked, or mm -hmm. you turned on the radio, there were songs or bands that you liked. And that's not the case anymore. You have to dig to find good material. And I was just saying, like, yeah, that, that is a thing, but, like, most people are not going to do that. Rather, they, you know, should or shouldn't, is irrelevant. They're just not, you know, if it wasn't it, I don't know. Think pre-internet. Like, wasn't that kind of the norm? Yeah. Like, wasn't going to a record, like a music store, like an FYE or whatever, and like flipping through CDs and asking for recommendations. Wasn't that normal? Yeah, it was. But it was like, even still, there's still like, well, I mean, we talk about music. There's so many more filters before an album came out in the '90s to some asshole like me just uploading his shit. Like right now, there was like a somebody had you know in order to even make a song, you needed to go to a studio and have someone approve and say, "Oh, you can go to no, a no, studio." No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like taste, people consuming it. Yeah, not it being created. Like I think maybe it's streaming services have made us all spoiled as fuck. Maybe, maybe. Because I remember, like, a year ago, whenever I started this channel, like, and I started streaming with Lindsay, uh, and I wanted, because I, I wanted, like, we had, like, a show where I would recommend her to watch something, and she would recommend me to watch something we both hadn't seen the other, you know? Yeah. And then we would talk about it. Um, 
it turned out <laughs> Lindsay was like terrible at talking about things she wasn't interested in. Uh, like she would just go silent. I mean, like, uh, giant, it's a show, Lindsay. So whatever you're thinking. But um, yeah. I remember I asked her to rent something. You know, like what it was like four bucks, whatever it is, and she was like, ah, you know, just had this kind of like disgusted attitude towards like spending just four dollars on one movie and i realized i've definitely had that mentality myself i'm like i'm not gonna rent this four bucks yeah you know what i mean like meanwhile like i spent twenty dollars on two drinks last night didn't even think about it and it's like we i think we have this entitlement now because of how much access we have for free or for very little money the idea of spending more than that is like ew no of course not yeah we used to without a second thought yeah shit cds were like 15 bucks Mm mm-hmm and if it sucked, you just dealt with it. You just got stuck with a shitty CD. And, you know, same thing with renting movies. You know, you'd go to Blockbuster and just like, and that was the that was it. You had one movie, maybe two. You know, two was like a luxury night. Yeah. You know, and if it sucked, that was it. You would just, that movie sucked. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not into this. Let me put on something else. I don't like this. I'll put on The Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, there's a little, it was a difference with the uh, harvesting of content back then. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't but know. Um, I feel anyway. like there was still a much better content um, pool from the mainstream than we get now. That was still a bit simpler. A hundred percent. But I, yeah. I, I don't know what the reasons for that are. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the in- investor model of, of funding productions instead yeah. of like the you know consumer model where they need us. Now they don't need us. So they're just like, we'll shove it down your throat, you know, deal with it. Yeah, you know what? That is a, a thing because they no longer are, are, are really looking for customers. They're looking for investors. They're just looking for a few idiots to pay for it. Uh, Ascension Dildo says, my point is people who bish about there's nothing good out there, everything is shit these days, aren't willing to even try to search for good t- content, should get their bishing license revoked. I mean, there's some virtue in that, but it's also like every new show sucks. So it's a little different. It's not like... Oh, I'm not, I can't be bothered to put in the effort. It's like, no, I tried this and then I tried this and I tried this and they're all garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a slightly different angle. It's, you know, especially the, what do they call it? The genre content, like the type of stuff that like is just fun, like adventure stuff or sci-fi shit. It all blows. You're like, uh, it's very disheartening. Yeah. It's, you you know, to me, I think the, we're not as good at, at curating content um, for long form scripted t- uh, material yet, and it's not. What there's no you, like. Wait, what do you mean by that? Like it, it's not the Who's same we? with music. We mean people in general. People uh-huh. in general can find good music even with a bunch of shitty mainstream musicians because there's like a a conditioning to look for independent artists and different little pools and different avenues to find that. Where okay. for something like if you you know reachers on amazon but that's still a major corporation there is no independent i mean there are but it doesn't have the same like um people aren't conditioned to do the same amount of digging for stuff like that yet not every new show scale. sucks that's just not true it's true enough sentient dildo it's true enough dude it's true enough to dishearten people out of it's doing true it. enough to make the statement you know what i mean like we you're talking to, we're basically like mining for gems and and what just five years ago we were in the best television renaissance in history yeah, now man. we now it's work 
to find something watchable, that's not that dude. That that's a, it's relevant to say everything sucks. It might not be to the letter of the law accurate, but it's accurate enough to say it. You know, you bring up a good point, man. There was a point maybe five, ten, whatever years ago, and maybe it was a little overblown, but for fuck's sake, there were a lot of good shows and well-written shows across the space of television, right? It had and so, so many shows. Always, It was, it was overwhelming how many good yeah. shows there was. It was too many. The, the old DVR, when that was relevant, because you had to DVR everything. Right. Because, TiVo. yeah, uh, you know, you, everything wasn't on streaming service. It was like so many different shows that, oh, did you hear HBO about this? alone. Did you hear about that? Yeah. HBO used to create, every show was a gem. Yeah. Or AMC. Yeah, AMC. Yeah. I think they were a little overblown AMC. And, like, I, I go back, I, I don't know that I could even go back and watch Breaking Bad. Like, that that was one of those shows where, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I loved it. Yeah, but I think it doesn't. It's not aging incredibly well. Really, I didn't really get on with Breaking Bad, to be honest. Yeah, I know you said you didn't like it. Yeah, but, but I even get, so, I didn't that if you didn't yeah. like Breaking Bad, there was like fourteen other good shows that were on. I mean, like you know, I don't know if there are gems that hold up, but I used to watch a lot of the Showtime content. Like I used to watch. Um, like what's it called? Like uh, uh, weeds. I really enjoyed weeds. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, Californication. I thought those were good shows. You know, like they were f- engaging. They certainly weren't political platforms. Yeah, and they were interesting shows. There was a, there were a lot of interesting shows, and that was like the cool thing. Oh, did you see this? Oh no. Oh yeah, you should check it out. It's cool. Da, 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 da. Like you would always get. That that word of mouth that's that's one way of uh, things. That word of mouth recommendation from somebody out in the wild, uh, either at a bar or an office or something. You're just like, oh, did you hear about this? Oh no, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, it was a thing. Everybody was watching a a, a, it was a show. Like even like even my family, like my mom, my dad. Oh, we're watching this. We're wa-. everybody was watching something. And like, do you hear people talking about stuff like that now? Yeah. Honestly, I I can't. Like, and I don't even mean, like, because I live here on YouTube. Like, I mean, because, like, I don't hear the conversations. I mean, the kids I worked with were talking about Euphoria, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay. I mean, I'm not going to watch that. But, I mean, like, yeah. that's about the most – that's the last show I remember hearing anyone talk about that wasn't like, oh, this sucks now. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Babcock said, if we can get stuff like Deadwood, The Sopranos again, that would be great. Game of Thrones was good for what it was. Obviously, wasn't great in the end, but I mean, shit, I remember everyone on Earth knew about Game of Thrones, how massive Man. that was. That was one of the I I loved that show. I never watched anything like that in my life. Like I, I was so obsessed. I mean, I, I re, I've seen that first season like seven times. Oh wow! Like that. Yeah, like yeah. I would rewatch it like every season. I, oh, I would do like a whole season. rewatch. Yeah, because it was so immersive and in depth and the characters were so well fleshed out and the storylines like at that time i still believe that they were acting in good faith and they weren't doing like the mystery box thing where they they were you know it seemed like everything was planted to eventually pay off because a lot of it did and then you realize like oh now sometimes they're just making shit up and they're just sending characters in a certain direction that they're gonna maybe come back to if they want yeah you know um, but I mean, there were a lot of shows. I, I don't, 
you know, one thing I think about is because of now streaming, now that they have to fill so much more hours of content, mm-hmm. like, is it possible that that same amount of shows exist, but now there's so many more hours of shows that aren't as good that they... Do you believe that? I'm not looking to find out, I'll be honest. You know, what I, I mean? don't believe that. I, so, I, I think mean, it's. I think that's like an uh, an optimistic potential where you're like, well, yeah. maybe it's this, but I don't. Be- I don't think that there's any evidence to suggest that's true. Yeah, I don't really either, because they. Because <laughs> you know what? Because they spent so much of the past five years doing like oddball, crazy shit. We haven't actually talked about any of the no, shit they've done recently. Uh, we haven't talked. I mean, shit. This is the same era to kind of piggyback into an actual topic. It's my fucking. Stop making noise. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's the same everybody really censored Joe Rogan, where Spotify censors Joe Rogan. So we have that same thought process and in, in who's making all of these shows. This is the same era where some uh, strong woman of color wasn't woke enough to write on the show Woke. Oh, that's right. That's, what, that's yeah. the story of the year. <laughs> yeah. I so, forgot about that. Not woke enough to write on the show woke because they were going to poke fun at liberals. And they're like, oh, well, we can't have that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Um, okay. So the Rogan story. So because this is like, oh, Jesus, I keep doing that. I keep popping my headphones out of my ear. Um, this story is kind of aging like it's almost done. It keeps going, though. God, it keeps going. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. So we haven't spoken in like a week, so I haven't heard your take on this. But like someone made like a supercut of Rogan using the N-word quite a few times. Um, oh, all, you haven't seen that? You didn't hear about this? I heard about it, but I was like, oh, boy, I haven't really actually. I didn't, I didn't know that was the reaction thing because I haven't really reacted. I, I heard about it, but I didn't look for it. So, right. yeah. And generally, there was like one off-color joke that he made uh, mm-hmm. where he was talking about going to watch Planet of the Apes. And then, Oof. like he, it was, and then they end up in a black neighborhood, and then he said we were in Planet of the Apes or something like that. Yeah. However, the thing about the clip is he immediately acknowledges the second he that came out of his mouth, he acknowledged that that was an off-color joke and that was like yeah. not funny. He, literally, like that's how quickly it goes. And then the story goes on to say what an amazing experience it was watching it in like an all black theater. So it wasn't, it's not even like, it, it's a really just kind of a wholesome story. Uh, and then the, all the other like cuts of it were him using it, like using the word, but like talking about it, not using it angrily, not like trying to be cool, like with like an A, but like, Hey, you know, like he's not like, it was him like talking about it, like a subject. Yeah. And, and being unafraid because that was kind of a thing Opie and Anthony used to do. Like they used to say the word because they didn't like the power of the moniker, the N word. Uh-huh. So that was kind of like an, like a way of just sort of like, f- like fighting back to like this sort of cultural thing. Ultimately something like that kind of just ages poorly because when they take it out of context, it just makes you sound terrible. Yeah. So he addressed it, put out a video Rogan did basically explaining what I just explained. Um, but however, on that same day, 73 episodes of JRE were gone, were removed off Spotify with no explanation. Yeah. Now I have some inside info. There you go. <laughs> because uh, after 
Saturday night when I did the show with the Whitfield Report, I went out to go get some food because I was feckin' stabbing. Yeah. And I go to the convenience store right next to this, like, uh, cheesesteak truck here in Austin. Yeah. And at the counter is Mike Malice, Michael Malice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, he's, like, checking out. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. I walk past him. I'm like, that looks like Mike Malice. And I'm like, I look back. I'm like, nah, I can't. Wait. And I go, Mike. And he looks like malice. He's like, yeah. I was like, hey, man, what the fuck? What's what's going on? Like, how you doing? Heard you got canceled. And uh, he goes, no, 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 no. It's like uh, Rogan did it himself. Huh. That's he told me Rogan r- deleted those episodes himself. Huh. Mm-hmm. Really? That's what Michael Malice said. We said at, at a store, you know, in Austin. Um. That's interesting. And you know what? That was almost my angle because, like, now my perspective is that of a YouTuber and a content creator now. You're right. And you realize this shit is, is fun as fuck. I love doing this. Show. I love you guys. Shouts. You guys are the most awesome. Shout out to Jake D. Jake D. Hell, he's probably kind of the birth of the culture crowd fire. So I think it's probably the first time we. Stream together was on JD's uh, streams. Um, so, like, together. what I was thinking of, like, damn, I know you can make a super cut of me and make me sound like the worst misogynist human being on earth. Same. I, I mean, there's can. one stream where I said I admit to being a misogynist, like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you can. And then there's, there's, like, times where, like, oh, man, I wish I, I – God, I wish I would have that back. So I'm like, fuck, I know – you know, if I was a big streamer, I could be destroyed just as much. You could supercut mm-hmm. me and make me sound like a fucking piece of shit. You yep. know, very right wing conspiracy theorist Vigilante Williamson, which says probably isn't too unapt anyway. But still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, yeah, I what you, own that. What's, what's the problem? What's but the problem? no, like you could absolutely supercut me into looking like a crazy jackass and then, and then i can see that pressure it's just like you know i'll just fuck it i'll just take these down just to just to... i deleted a tweet yeah you know with that 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 really balanced weather girl weather katie with her really insightful takes and totally oh, yeah. reasonable you fucking <laughs> sense i couldn't believe everybody was like she's a nice girl i'm like she might be the greatest person in the world that's the worst take i've ever heard like i, I don't but anyway, responding to her, Twitter was oh, – well, not her, some douchebag that was following yeah. her. But they basically, you know, held me hostage. And I was like, Ugh, all right, it's easier to just get delete this than to try to fight it and make some crusade over something I don't even care about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean so – That's that's really what kind of I respect. As far as the thing – man, like – You know, are they going to do it for Howard Stern? Because, shit, I remember no, hearing well, he, that No, he has the yeah. right opinions, though. I mean, do one. You can. You guys going at Rogan? The shit you can do with Howard Stern. And I know that's not a you know, a cop. I mean, that's kind of a weak. Oh, do some to someone that you like. It's like oh, whatever. <laughs> but like, you can do that to a lot of creators, man. You get on the internet, and you start doing enough shows. I think you can fucking do that to anyone. I mean, we've done fifty episodes of this. You can certainly do that to us. 
Yeah, and, and all the hours of the cocktail lounge and all that. I mean, and we were drunk around those cocktail oh. <laughs> So I don't even remember all the shit I said. You no. might super give me a super cut or some shit. Like, damn, I said this shit. You know I what don't, I'm saying? I genuinely do not remember like most of that stream where I got really drunk. Like, I I, I thought back. I'm like, oh wow, I don't even remember that. Like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So who knows the hell I said? <laughs> I know the, the one episode that um, fucking Nick got me drunk from Chicago somehow. Yeah, psychically I don't got rem- you drunk. Yeah, I don't remember every element of that episode. I remember it happening. I don't. I don't remember one thing I said after a certain point. <laughs> Not a fucking so, thing. Yeah. So we're giving them ammunition. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. Um, because it's true and it's like you know you take especially taking things out of context like that like without the greater context of the conversation uh, i really like the way rogan addressed it though i thought he he owned it he owned the off-color joke uh he then did contextualize it uh and then like explained that he's like different like he used to kind of he would say the word like to make a point like you know just kind of being unafraid you know like just yeah like being like you can't control what language i'm going to use but it wasn't angry it wasn't like these you know people so on it was just like just using the word like i said as a subject um but he owned it said he changed it says he doesn't do that anymore i really i respected the shit out of that response i didn't want to look at it i was just like oh god i don't even i don't care but it was i thought it was pretty based it was pretty good response yeah i didn't see the response i didn't even see like i saw i heard that there was a super cut of something and I well I don't know if I heard it I just heard it was something about his old uh material. Um and it's like I didn't even you know this whole Rogan thing in general just such a witch hunt that's such a witch hunt feel that yes. I don't even know what to say to it. Um well Morgan Holloway's uh, sorry Morgan Babcock uh says something yeah two morgans uh says uh for ten dollars thank you Morgan Babcock said uh the Rogan stuff led me to watch Deadwood the, wow really the Rogan stuff what was what led me to rewatch Deadwood this last week or two because of the use of the N-word. Granted, the fact is is was based in a time when it wasn't a shunnable offense. That's interesting. Huh. It's an interesting mental like path you went down. Yeah, clearly you're, you're uh, a stark uh, all right. <laughs> the <racist>. good old days. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, why, why can't we say that word? I wish we could. I'm going to go watch a time when we could. Yeah, no. You know what, though? I, I was thinking about fucking um, Django hey. Chain recently. What's up, Alessandro? How you doing, buddy? Good, Hell, good friend Alessandro. of mine. Got me into the Rams. Go Rams. Hey. Super Bowl Sunday. There you go. Well, I was thinking of fucking about Django, and it's like, that movie really should be, you know, by oh, modern Django, Django Unchained. Because um, obviously there is an original Django from the 70s or whatever. But like. Um, I thought you meant fat. Oh no, not Django Fett. But Django Unchained. I'm thinking like that movie. I, I love the movie, but you would think by modern sensibilities it would be more criticized than it actually is. They tried to at the time. Yeah, but that was like right before now, where everything is such a you know de- destroyable offense. Like mm-hmm. you know, Quentin Tarantino has a lot of N word in his movies that aren't spoken by not always spoken by black people you know what i'm saying he's got some controversial things in his past too that he said like he went (coughs) he went i read this like quote 
it had something to do with Spike Lee. And I think he said he was more black than Spike Lee. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible to dig it up and, you know what I mean, make him look bad. I mean, does it matter? I mean, how much does that really matter? Like those. Yeah. Those like even if they are like weak moments and you said something shitty, like is that so that's it for you forever? Apparently, that's the that was the rule. And it's also like, what do you see? That stuff doesn't really trigger me. It's like, oh, you can find all this stuff where somebody did something. Aren't you mad at him? Don't you hate him? <laughs> Aren't you mad at him? I, I, I don't. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you know what I mean? You're supposed to mobilize your outrage. I, I think the most interesting thing about a lot of this stuff is that I think it's become much more clear to me over the past, like, let's say, year. Like, I kind of always knew it was true, but now I'm sure of it. And it was, uh, like, you know, the offense or outrage is, like, uh, Norton, Jim Norton always used to call it phony. Mm. And I didn't quite know what he meant by that. But I know now is that it's not really outrage. It's busted, and now I get to exploit this for power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. They're not offended. And even if they are, it's not like real offense where they're just like hurt. It's like, oh, you said the thing you're not supposed to say, so now I'm going to stick it to you for it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Even the fucking Diane Imus thing, which like was years yeah. ago, it was like, man, like, I don't give a fuck about Rutgers women's basketball. I, I don't even huh? – if you guys didn't make this into a story, <laughs> no – if you didn't make this into a story, it wouldn't be a story. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. None of this affects my life. None it doesn't affect gonna, anybody's life. No, it's not. But yeah, but it was always like, oh, this is this great black offense. Aren't you offended, black man, that some white guy that you never listened to talking about something you don't <laughs> care about says something that we thought, think is offensive? Don't you care? Care, black person. Care. We, we need you to care about this. Focus <laughs> on this. It's like, you fuck alone. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy you don't listen to talking about a subject you don't care about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's true. And that's a, like I remember when that story broke, there was like a blip and then it went away because ultimately, what did he say? He's he basically just said a clumsy race related joke. Like and if it was, it came out of someone else's mouth, it wouldn't even have been noticed. It was just Chris the fact Rock made that... made the same joke, which he may have in a different context. No one would go able to have been... Oh, you're saying if, hypothetically. If, if, oh, if, yeah. if, hypothetically. Which, I mean, he may have made a similar type of joke in the case. Because he, he's Chris Rock. It could be to say shit like that. So mm-hmm. if, if Chris Rock would have made that joke, no one would have cared. Or if Dave Chappelle would have made that joke, no one would have cared. It would have just went away. It, it, it would have just done with it. It wouldn't That's even... Yeah. It wouldn't even have been noticed. It wouldn't. Yeah. There'd be no pushback. But it was the fact that it was an old white guy who said something like, "I don't even know how to." Just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. About like saying nappy-headed hoes is like it. It's not a good look. I'm not saying like he should have said it. It sounds stupid. Like, and it wasn't. I mean, I knew what he what point he was trying to make, but it's like don't make that point. Don't say it like that. Yeah. Like it's just it's clumsy. Um, but still, it wasn't. It went away, 
And then all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. We and then all everyone was upset and they were doing press conferences and it was suddenly a national story and we're all sitting there like, what are you what is what are you talking about? This isn't no there's no reason to be upset here. But it's it's weaponized you know many, outrage. Yeah. Do you know how many people the first time they had ever heard of Don Imus was that you know what I mean? That was yep. the very first time, and they like it's like this great. Like who cares a shit? You don't have to care about everything. Like hey, did you, care, care, give a shit, give a shit about this. Like, no, no, no. Do you do you have those conversations like you know just inside like your friend group or family group like when stuff like that comes up? Like is there other people who come to you and are like you know did you hear about this? Well, yeah, and actually, my mom, Mom Jelani, had the most base thing about Don Imus because she, and she, I'm sure she regrets it now, knowing what her son has become. But like, she was like a real like free. Her and my stepdad were really into free speech. They were really into Howard Stern. They were really into like whatever. And so they said, "What he says not that bad." That was her take. It's like wow, because we, it was just like it was more about the like. They were really into like, you know, kind of hardcore comedy and pushing the envelope. Like everybody they love were people that pushed the envelope. You know what I mean? So they they were like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Who cares about Don Imus? Because uh, her point was like Howard Stern to said a billion things worse and we still still listen to him or whatever. So it's like, I don't, you know, that was her take. And I was like, wow. I didn't, you know, I was kind of like, Almost going with the outrage because I was just young and like they're, they're, mm. they're outrage, right? I guess I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, what I am I know. supposed to think? Yeah, she was like, it, it, I mean, there's worse things being said all the time. You know, it was just like this is a, this is a nothing burger being blown up. That was her take, and I was is. like, kind of the the take that I ended up with uh, long term. Go go, Mom Jelanti Williamson. Yeah, she she saw through the bullshit way early. Yeah. Um, got a couple super chats rolling in. Yeah, so yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, quite a few. Thank you very much. Toxic Man Flu for five dollars. Hail Toxic Man Flu. Uh admit it, no one needs to do a super cut to make you guys look like ists and phobes. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> and and somehow like Sean Connery knew what he goes, Hail bigots as soon as he <laughs> enters this tra- Maybe we do have a reputation. I guess we do. <laughs> Doesn't uh, even need to be in the conversation. Um, so thank you, Toxic Man Flu, for five dollars. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Morgan Babcock, hell for ten dollars. Thank you very much. It's no different than appreciating Richard Pryor for Blazing Saddles. Again, it was a different time in culture, uh, a, a different time, and the culture has diluted context based on racism. Yet weaponized racism. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's this. You know, I think James Lindsay's working on a book right now because mm. I, I saw him on Rogan the other day, and uh, he put it perfectly. It was. Uh, what is critical race theory? Uh, and he describes it as everything is racist until I control it. Ooh, that like, is kind of what it is. Because man, there's a lot of the man, a lot of leftist stuff is to me just as racist, if not more racist than anything they'll complain about. Especially critical race theory in and of itself. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, it's scary, man. And it's I think his summation is perfect because that's really like ultimately that's what it comes down to. This is power based it's not really about being offended because i mean like what is being offended right you can like i've been offended like i don't know about like that's still like i uh, uh, patrice o'neill would always say that's like a vaginal word 
Like, <laughs> like men should never feel offended. But I, I've been like uh, like offended by something like, ah, like it's so tasteless or something like that. But like I don't do anything with that feeling other than maybe I change my opinion on that person. But that's that's it. Like I never there's no secondary impulse of me to want any retribution to happen to that person other than maybe, yeah. you know, I say you're a dick. Other than that, like I what well, I. I, the impulse, the, inst- the instinct to get rid of that person's never lived in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, offended. I, I like that Patrice is a vaginal word. It kind of <laughs> is, man. It kind of is a like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff has like a lot of femininity to it. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, or not even femininity, that's the wrong word. Um, the, wor- the actual word I'm using for, and this is probably for the supercut. It's bitch madeness. A lot of this stuff has bitch made energy, like, and it's expected that I to maintain the same bitch made energy. That's why, if you notice, like the leftists have a type. Like you can kind of tell. Yep. They're soy. Even the leftist black guys, there's a soyness yep. to them. Mm-hmm. Just that soy, and it's that I hear that bitch made energy. And, it is feminine uh, in a way. Like it, it yeah. is like it's it's kind of like the. It's like gossip culture or like Mean Girls. Like there's kind of yeah. like a you know like a group thing. What you hear what she said? Well, I don't even you know. We can't hang out with her. Kind of vibe. Like it is. Yeah. It is that. It is. And Once again, we go go to hating women. It's like, <laughs> we're like two plus women. two equals bitches suck. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, thank you, Morgan. Uh, oh, real quick, Pat S. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you got yeah. I was Pat S. Said Richard wasn't in Blazing Saddles, but did he help write it? Yeah, he co-wrote it, and he was supposed to be in it, but he was deemed too controversial at the time. Yeah, which he probably was. Yeah, to be honest, now, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been. You know, Richard Pryor's a legendary comedian, but I think you know, I don't know. He apparently he was very difficult on set, um, and you know, had a serious drug problem for most of his life. Yeah, so it might it might have just more been like, eh, we can't. It's just the liability's too much. Um, but yeah, he he was very much sp- supposed to be. Blazing Saddle supposed to be uh, the new sheriff of Rock Ridge. <laughs> the new sheriff is near. Oh, the sheriff's near. No, I can't find a guy blind. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. hold on a second because I am like, I don't know if you guys hear it, but every fucking five seconds my USB uh, fucks up. So give me vamp for like two minutes and I'll okay. figure yeah. it out. I'll read some more Super Chats because we got two more to read. Thank you very much. Everybody's being so generous today. I appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Uh, it's Courtney's Fellowship of Oddballs. Hail, Courtney. Also part of the Crime Squad on the Patreon. Hail, Courtney. Uh, remember when two people could go to a movie for this amount <laughs> and it was actually a good movie? Hail. Do I remember when a movie was $5? I don't know if I'm that old. <laughs> I remember... I remember when you could go, like, uh, tickets were reasonable. You know, me and my friends in high school, that's what we did. Every weekend, we would just go to the movie theater. We didn't have, like, a movie we were necessarily going to see. We would just show up and look at what was there, and that was our Saturday. I mean, yeah. we weren't that cool. So, you know, we would – we. I remember there was, like, this whole Wayne Town Center in New Jersey, and we would go to, like – there was a Hooters there that we would often frequent. We would go to the Hooters, uh, and then we'd often go to the mall and walk around, and I would buy some, like, edgy Marilyn Manson T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would then we would go to the watch a movie. <clears throat> oh, shit. Going to Hot Topic. 
Um, yep, that was it. But I'm like, hot topic. Know, I do remember. Maybe movies were a little more expensive in the New Jersey area than uh, the different parts of Michigan. But you could either find like uh, the matinee for five, or like certain specials, five something. Like it'd be like five sixty five. You could go. Oh. Like, this is- no, that's that's something for sure. Like uh, there was a movie theater near me in um, uh, Moore Park, California, that yeah. was like it would have it like a few months later, and it would be like nothing. It would be like yeah. three oh, bucks, yeah. The, four the bucks. Dollar show, we we had that oh. in Michigan, and yeah, if it was a few months later, but no, even for like the the first run movies, it would just be like oh, if you caught it uh, certain times, like I want to say Saturday it was like five dollars or six dollars. So I do remember it not being that. Uh, uh, not that much more expensive than uh, than what she's talking about. Yeah, it's maybe not ten dollars, but two people can go to a movie for like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, that ain't yeah. happening no more. No, no. And then the product you're gonna get is d- d- yeah. dog shit. Essentially, dildo. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, uh, people are noticing. Uh, Courtney's like, you are from Dirty Jersey. Yes, yes, I am. And uh, Ace Wayne Town Center, my hometown. Yeah, that's. That's where I would hang out. That's what, that was our childhood, man. That's a high school. It's where we saw I saw Snatch for the first time, and like, it was a risk because my friends were like, "This better be good, man." Because I had a habit of occasionally like watching movies, like being like, "Oh no, 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 this is going to be really good," and it wasn't. Uh-huh. Like, like we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, "This has to be good," and my friends hated it. I thought it was kind of boring. I was just sort of like, "He doesn't kill anyone with a chainsaw." It's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and no one gets killed with a chainsaw. I don't understand the movie. Yeah. Uh, and and then I was I grew up always hearing about Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Oof. how amazing it was. And then I, with a bunch of high school guys watching that, Oof. that didn't go over well. And I didn't like it either. But I'm the one stuck holding the bag because I recommended it. So when Snatch came up, they're like, "You better be right." And I was like, "All right." And it was great. I was like, "Whoo!" Dodged a bullet. They all loved it. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, uh, Yeah, and Jake D. Jake Diesel. Hell. We did the Texas meetup uh, about two weeks ago now. Um, Daniela was there. Just Another Red Shirt was there. Um, uh, That 70s rock fan down from Canada was there. Uh, And Jake D. was there. And I was talking to Jake D. And it was like, it really did dawn on me. I mean, he is sort of the genesis of of this whole thing, this whole community. I mean, yeah. meeting him in Gary's live stream was Jake was the first channel that I streamed on, and then we you know met you through there, Nick through there, yeah. and then because of that, you know, like Rock Fan, Red Shirt, like it all kind of was like a nexus. Was yeah. Jake D? Yeah, it was man. Jake D's the man. Yeah, Jake D's the man. And uh, for twenty dollars, he says, "Don't cancel me, bro. Love you guys. Love you too, Jake D." Love you Love too, you, man. Yeah, and like now it's like I, you know, it's like the first time you meet someone in the real world that you know from the internet. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird because you're just like I don't really know you, but I know you, so it's yeah, strange. Yeah. But now I see Jake. I'm like that's Jake. Yeah, just he like a guy. Met a few times now. Mm-hmm. He's Dope. a good dude. And uh, oh, you're a Philly girl. Oh, right on. Hell, Shout out to Philly. Hell, hell, hell. That explains a lot, she says. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then one more super check, uh, or this is a tip from the Stream Elements side. Hell, thank you. Uh, sk- getting a- avoiding Mama Susan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taxation and stuff. So 
Cool. Yes, it is, by the way. Damn it, I had to do a lot of write-offs to not owe the government a lot of money this year. Shit. I, you know, I wonder if... Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. I haven't done taxes yet. I mean, because th- I, I actually have like a 1099 from Google now, so ah. I can write off all these expenses. And, you know, they were numerous. Yeah. And thank God, because I was going to owe them like a grand. I was like, Jesus. that's like... Yeah, it was like half of what I pulled in, and then I was going to owe them another 1000 on top of it. I was like, so when I get a super chat, I get like 8% of it? <laughs> this kind of sucks, you know? But, fucking uh, communists. Fucking communists, I tell you. But um, no, but I'm very grateful for the super chats. I'm certainly not complaining. I was just like, shit, I got to get gotta get creative with my taxes. But uh, this is from Anonymous, but I think it's the Whitfield Report. Yeah, I think uh, he said it in the chat. Okay, good. Uh, He says, uh, CRT has ruined everything. I make crippled jokes all the time despite being one. (laughs) And I hate those who are uh, offended on my behalf. Also, Sam Kinison would never make it today. Ow. ow. Uh, No, they're not offended on your behalf. They're just offended for clout. And that's why he put it in quotes. You know, he's like, yeah, and that's what it is. It's It's a weaponization of status, of identity. Um, one thing I will say about the, the, uh, <laughs> Ascension Diddle, could I write off all the booze for the cocktail lounge? I don't, I don't think know. the IRS would, uh, go for that, you know? No, cause then they may think it's an actual cocktail lounge that's for a liquor license. I might get, I get hairy. I mean, cause you can't write off alcohol from a business trip. No. I did, I did write off like that entire Vegas trip though. Ah. Flight, hotel, all of it. Yeah. Which was great. I was like, oh, well, that actually worked out. I got to do that, and I got a rebate. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah, That was pretty cool. Uh, I can? Jake says I can. Assuming I kept receipts, it's a production cost? <laughs> really? That'll fly with the IRS? I don't know. Okay. Man, could I write off? Well, see. Uh, I guess if I was in a different state, I could probably write off certain substances I use as like a performance enhancer. But I don't think I can. Yeah, but I don't think you can write off illegal substances. If I was in the right state, I could. I could say, yeah. hey, this is legally purchased from the dent- huh. you know, dispensary. I can write off alcohol. That's wild. I mean, I wrote off my costume that I wore on Hollywood on uh, Halloween uh, because, you, uh, you know, it was the, the, the Belter costume because that was for the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I wonder what I could write off. I didn't, because I mean, I, I haven't done taxes. I ha, I don't know if, uh, I feel like they did, like, um, not, was it PayPal, I think, sent me something? Because, I mean, I did, you know, shout out to Ogre Squasher. He, he was uh, pretty impactful. So I'm like, yeah, they, they probably want a piece of that, don't they? Yes, they do. They 100% do. So I didn't write to... any of that off. I should, I, did, I didn't even report it as income. I probably should have. That was but, uh, um, but um, <laughs> we'll just we'll stop. Yeah. I don't wanna, just kidding, get, obviously. Not the culture getting indicted, uh, get uh, audited, or so. Let's no, and no state income tax in Texas. Hey. Uh, yeah, that's true. That was, but I still owed. This was like the first time I ever owed. I was like, what? And it was before I even put in my ten ninety nine, just like just for my W two for my real job. And I was Jeez. like, I owe. What the fuck? I don't make any money. So I had to start, you know, start getting into those write-offs. Uh, and then ultimately I got money coming back. So I was like, okay, cool. There you go. Because yeah. I spent so much damn money on this thing, on this, you know what I mean? From, like, the lights to the, you know, the, all the, the microphone, the computer. I spent so much, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, so. you did have to buy a computer. That was right. 
Yeah, I mean, this uh, is this is my office, so, so I could write off yeah, my yeah. office space. You gotta okay. start. You gotta do the work. But yeah, um, yeah. I was yes. willing to. Yeah, since you did those right, we should we should not self snitch. <laughs> no, we, we should, should not. not. No, I was just yeah. kidding. I mean, I just make up stuff for the air sometimes. Yeah. Just a joke. These are just jokes. Joke. This is just. This is a fictional. What is it? Mm-hmm. The uh, views about the views of uh, Matt and Vigilante of Five Ball Productions for Culture Crime Fries do not necessarily reflect uh, the reality truth. or yeah. the truth. And our this is uh, for fictional and entertainment purposes only. That's correct. Um, okay, so we were talking about the Rogan thing because we are starting to run out of time. Um, yeah. So there's a there's an article on bounding about the Rock being involved are you curious what's the rock doing kind of being a bitch uh kind of being sad. a bitch well it's, he's like the biggest celebrity in the world yeah, yeah that's what makes it sort of sad it's like you don't really you know even the rock when he started if you're talking about like the young wrestler rock i'm sure you could probably make a super cut of shit he said then because it was like, you know, edgy. Everyone said whatever the fuck they want wrestling. And it, it probably wouldn't fly as well today. So it's just like, you don't have to, you know, if you're The Rock, shouldn't you have enough clout to just not even have to do anything? Yes, he, he does. But th- that's the thing, like the whole like whoopee thing, like people were saying, like, why doesn't she, you know, just go and do her own thing? Because she makes $200,000 a week. Because yeah, she doesn't want to lose that. That's why. And it doesn't co- – it's no effort. She just has to show up on that stupid show five times a week, say nonsense, and collect insane checks. Shit, that's what I'm trying to do. So what can I say, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to – you know what I mean? I'm trying we to – We talked about that. Like, what's your price? You know, how, how much to say woke bullshit? Like, we all have a price. Yeah, we do. And, and, and but you think you would think like he doesn't even look happy in this picture. I don't know. It's just a random picture they probably selected. Yeah, probably. But, but he just looks like he's already like a shade of himself. Like you know what I mean? I don't know why that picture just looks like. I mean, so he tweeted. I guess he tweeted res- uh, like support for Joe yeah. before the supercut came out, like when it was just the Neil Young issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. People were like, well, what do you think now? You know, and he was like, oh, I didn't know about this. Like, thank you for informing me or something like that. He, so he kind of yeah. basically just backtracked almost immediately. And it, it wasn't like he put out a tweet, but it was a public response. So it's like it's kind of the same thing, at least as far as The Rock's concerned. Um, yeah. And so, like, is The Rock really the guy who needs to be fighting this fight? No. No. Like we don't need I don't need the rock to weigh in on anything. It was so like annoying last year when he supported Biden. You're like, "Oh, fuck you." Like, "Shut up, rock." But I guess maybe he's ha- he's dabbling and in getting into politics or whatever. But it's like it it's just like if you're going to weigh in then, you know, and na- now I'm going to hold you accountable for your responses. Yeah. Like if you just stayed out of it, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be like, "Where's the rock's input?" I wouldn't even think about it. Who cares? I'd rather him be completely neutral, to be honest. I I like The Rock as an institution. And oh, he does have the Chinese. Yeah. That was hilarious back then. Donald Trump Jr. put that out like almost immediately. He was like, oh, really, Rock? 
Yeah. That was, I think that was, those were funny days. Those were different times. Yes. Um, but it's just like, I'd rather he, he should have never, ever got into it. I still, I know a lot of people are, oh, fuck the rock, the rock's a bitch. I still think of him as a cool guy. I like, you yeah, know, like his movies have been enjoyable. Not always great, but they, they're, they're dumb popcorn movies for what they are. They're, they're very honest of what they are in those movies he makes. They're very honest of what they are. And I like yeah. him as a wrestler. And I just like him as a guy. He's the rock. He's just a cool celebrity. I wish he would have just stayed out of this whole. Yeah, just stay out of it, Rock. We don't, you know, you don't need to weigh in. I, I'm not curious on your take, and the people who are really just want to use it as a weapon. They don't actually like. They're not like, what does the Rock think? They don't care. Yeah. They just want you to. They want you to pledge allegiance. And now he's just he's just another, just another actor saying shit because the the system told him to. It's yeah. Like, it's like John Cena saying, you know, Taiwan's not a country or whatever. It's yeah, just yeah, to pr- yeah. protect your interests, protect your money. And it's like, man, just don't don't even get involved. Just like whoosh, two-step that one, you know? Slip that punch and no one will yeah. even notice. Yeah, just say nothing. Just say nothing. Like, yeah. I really that's what I that's what I would be like happiest with with the rock because it's like the rock's one of those guys are just he has enough clout to stay out of it if you wanted. That's what I would think, unless there's just some crazy shit, because they always joke, what do they have on these celebrities? I don't know if he has some crazy skeleton in his closet that he can't be released or some shit. Outside of that, man, it's just like, just get out of it. Just, I wouldn't, hey, honestly, I wouldn't even have t- tweeted support for Joe Rogan. I would have just like, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. Just like, watch my new movie on Netflix. Peace. Yeah, or or say something tongue in cheek, like you know what I mean, like uh, like something about Rogan going to see your new movie, something, something like that. That would be kind of cute, where like you're addressing that you're aware of the story, but you're not. But it's like now that you're supporting actively, it's like okay, you're making your convictions known. So now it's like, well, now you're a target. People are going to be like, oh, well, what do you think about what this Rogan said here? And then he immediately backed off. And apparently, according to this article, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has silently and quite hypocritically deleted a transphobic tweet after initially supporting Joe Rogan amongst the ongoing Spotify controversy and later denouncing the podcaster for his use of the N-word in the past. Yeah. Yes. So in a tweet responding to writer and left-wing activist Don Winslow, Johnson apologized for throwing his support behind Joe Rogan, uh, claiming that he was not aware of the podcaster's use of the N-word, calling this particular realization a learning moment. I hate that phrase. I do too. And Rogan actually said teachable moment in his video response, which I was like, I liked everything but that. I hate that phrase. Yeah, I really wish you would have said that part. When he when he said it, it it came off earnest, but I still I don't like their little buzzwords. I'm like no no, don't say stuff yeah. like that. Uh, teachable means you know oh one more opportunity for you to be indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. It's not really you're not teaching shit. You're you know reeducating. Yeah, uh, you know. Winslow's original tweet read. Dear The Rock, you're a hero to many people and using your platform to defend Joe Rogan, a guy who used, who, that used, used and laughed about the N-word dozens of times is a terrible use of your power. Oh, go fuck yourself, soy boy. Uh, he laughed about it. Can you believe he laughed about a thing that I hold sacred? Just shut up. Yeah, Have you're you actually- BlackRock. You're supposed to be angry. 
What are you doing? Your name's Dwayne Johnson. Why aren't you angry? Offended. Oh, I forgot about that. You know what? That might have something to do with his response. Not that he actually, as a person, gives a shit, but he's technically like a black icon. Yeah. So he can't be seen supporting that. He's kind of got his hands tied here. Yeah. That's why I said he probably shouldn't even have been supportive of Rogan. Should just no, just to use a wrestling term, no sell it. Just act like nothing happened. I mean, just it, there should be no one with a bigger past to be completely neutral. And he should have started last year. Shouldn't have supported Biden. Uh, stop telling me to wake up. I'm already up. This happens every episode. Oh, I thought you were, I thought that was to the chat. I thought someone in the chat was saying, so my, wake up. <laughs> my fucking alarm. Um, but no, even last, just don't support anything. Just, just, just shut up. Just don't even be a part of it. Get everything is a political. Everyone doesn't have a need to have an opinion in a political space. No, but he put least of all, someone as universally liked as the Rock. Yeah, just be the Rock. That's just be the Rock. That's what we need you to be. Yep. And he he put himself into it. So now it's a learning moment. And have you a- actually listened to this man's many racist statements about black people? What a misrepresentation. Like, it's so, such bull, like, it's not racist to say that word and not put any vitriol behind it. It's just a word. You don't own it. Yeah. Ugh. Like, if he said something racist, fine. Hold him accountable to that. But, like, just saying it out loud is immediately racist if you're the wrong color. What about Latin people who say it all the time? There's all those like hood Latin dudes who say it constantly. They have yeah. the right level of oppression, but they're not black. So why can they say it? And it's like they don't like it's just it, what are these rules? What book are you pulling from? Is there somewhere I can read this PDF and get get the insight on who can and what context and when it's acceptable? No, you just say it when it's convenient. Shut up, Don Winslow. You're a twat. You know, I do have an interesting kind of thought. though. There are kind of like rules, though, aren't there? Yes. 100 percent. And so, you know, one thing I have wondered. Oh, man, I shouldn't do this. I just thought about Rock not doing this. So I've wondered, like, okay, I started. So when I (laughs) I first moved out of Detroit and moved to, like, a rural area of Michigan, a white guy saying the N-word, that, like, threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And they were just saying it, like, whatever. It's like, whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But everyone else was cool with it. And I'm I'm like, I never quite got cool with it. And so I'm like, are there is there's like this urge to say the word like amongst white people? Like in Yes. In Why? Yes. Cause it's cool. No, it's not. It's just a word. But it's cool. Like when you hear it, it sounds cool. Like it's like black guys can make like lots of things sound cool. And it's like you look, I hear I listen to a lot of hip hop. Yeah. And it's like you hear it all the time and it's like it's kind of semi-taboo and it's it's sort of like this thing that like these dudes are getting away with. You know what I mean? Like they've kind of taken it and like, ah, like sort of like look what I can do that you can't do. And it's just like you kind of want to play. You want to join in and have fun with it. You, you can't. But that's sort of, the, you know, it's like this thing like it looks cool. It sounds fun. And it's also the fact that you're not allowed to kind of makes you want to do it more. Um, so first off, Morgan Babcock, 
I will talk about fat white chicks in the podcast and the detriment they are to That's society, what we're doing, by the way. Black society. I, that's our Patreon. We're gonna do. I want to do, do that outside the Patreon too. But not. oh, okay. But that's the where I'm calling it now. That's our subject for the Patreon, bro. Because I, I had to take about fat white chicks and got it. The one of the top five worst fat fat women <laughs> acceptance. Fat acceptance amongst black men. One of the top five uh, worst things in the black community. I'm not. <laughs> It's absolutely is. It is absolutely above white people saying the N word. It's absolutely above gang violence. It's absolutely above all the BLM shit. It's the acceptance of fat women. It is not. The, it is not just fat women. I'm okay with the fat bitches. You. It's not the fat bitches. It's that SS. It's not SSBBW. That's for fucking vessels. You're SS. That what SS, is SS? No. You ever heard of supersized BBW? I, no. I was going to break out a TikTok. I was going to break this shit down. You want to do it on Patreon? We can do it on Patreon. <laughs> it, this is a this real is issue to me. That's what's funny. <laughs> this this white, this fat chick, and, and it's in particular the fat white chick. You got to stop sipping. It has to stop. It has to stop. It has to. It is. It is Black men are the penises of which the whole fat acceptance movement has been built on. Fat acceptance could not exist if there weren't a, a stiff black man. You laugh that some of you white guys are sipping for it too, and you're helping the cause because you listen to your hip hop. You want to you you smoke your weed and you want to say n word and you start fucking fat bitches too, keeping the shit going, fucking up your culture too. But we got to stop. And I, I, I do want to talk about it. I can talk about the Patreon. I'm talking about myself. I want to make this a platform. My abs hurt. <laughs> Shadow going forward. Because it has to stop. Oh, <laughs> no my one does God. Of it, if nobody addresses it, it'll just continue on forever. <sighs> it's, not, all- it's not... It's not drugs. It's not gang violence. It's, it's not children out of wedlock. It's no. fat no. bitches. That's, that's bringing the black community down. I will say children out of wedlock is higher. Oh. This is on the list. <laughs> it, it is. It is. We know it. Oh, my God. You see the, you see the PS5 memes? That's real life. That's real life. And it has to stop. For our community to grow, <laughs> it must. It absolutely must. I want to see you on a podium in front of a crowd saying <laughs> this shit. Do it. I would do it gladly. <laughs> Listen, my proud black brothers, we can't be having sex with her or her. What are you Look doing? You making bringing hoes. us all down? <laughs> Look at all these fat hoes. These fat hoes. There would not be one six hundred pound girl if there were no guys in her DM about sit on my face. You nasty motherfucker! Are you crazy? Should kill you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and you know it is. Go to BBW TikTok and you'll see some of the largest bitches you've ever seen in your life, and there'll be nothing but sips in that damn the comments. Oh my god. This is the funniest thing. This is the funniest take I've ever heard that, like, legitimately, no bullshit, it's a problem <laughs> in the true. black community. It is. And no one talks about it. Because oh, how could you? <laughs> I can't. It's funny you connect the dots. Oh, I was thinking about you. Dude, so 
I was listening to uh, the Drinkers uh, stream. His, his that was uh, point I had to make. I forgot about it too. I but you know, my- he, I I was thinking about suing the Critical Drinker for taking uh, open bar is is definitely a ripoff of the MF or Cocktail oh, Lounge. No question. Shit. No question about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but I was watching his show and he had Nick Ricada on, and Nick Ricada found this guy. I don't know some former SUNY professor. Uh, okay. but he was only like a professor for like a month or some shit like that. And I guess, yeah, I think he's a black guy and he put, he put, he like has a manifesto like 800 pages or some shit. And it was supposed to like rally people. Like the idea was that it would rally this kind of black uprising and that when they would kill people, they would leave this manifesto on the bodies so Ooh, that whoa. they would know, right? Whoa. The guy's escalated quickly. Yeah. He, he's nuts. He's crazy. But what's burned his outrage, like what what would birth this this anger was a woman, a white woman that he worked with. He wanted to fuck her and she didn't uh-huh. want to fuck him and was fucking some Jewish guy and he lost his fucking mind. And I was like, holy shit. That's Vidge's point about the woke people getting sexually rejected and getting mad about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, man, think about this. Think about how many woke um, woke people end up with white people. All of them. All of them. Can't get enough. And I think the, a lot of them are, are you, were formally rejected. And they get rejected. And they just stay down. I would, I, I didn't really like have an opinion on that. Real quick, I got before they go. Like toxic man flew for two dollars twice. Says Lanwells, ho. It's gotta stop. <laughs> two different super chats. Thank you very much. And then Sean Connery versus Applesauce, who I believe is a member of the Crime Squad, because this is the this is the denomination we get the Patreon like uh, donation. Yeah, 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 DKK, whatever that is, for twenty DKKs. Thank you. Says ho. Thank you very much. Yes, unbreaded. That's it, uh, Morgan. Unbreaded. And I don't think it was UCLA. I'm pretty sure it was a New York school, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But I, I could be wrong. I just heard about it. Uh, yeah, unbreaded is like the some meme that came out of that. I don't know. I but yeah, pretty fucking wild, bro. But uh, yeah, I thought not. about you as soon as he said that. I was like, shit, that's for real. Damn, that's yeah. like a real thing. I thought Vigilante was like, not that I didn't think you were right. I was just like, wow, that's an interesting angle. Yeah, because I, I know sometimes my takes come off like, what the fuck? But then I'm telling you, man. I, yeah, I'm just sometimes you just throw me for something where I'm like, wow, I never even thought about that. Like, yeah. I definitely, I don't even have an opinion. So, yeah, I don't know. Because, um, I mean, half of my characters talk about memes. It's the hits blunt meme and then talk. Like, that's what I am as a damn character, basically. Not a character, <laughs> whatever I am. Uh, yeah. A personality is just the hits blunt meme IRL, just like. Wait, what about this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, it's my, I, I keep it coming. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, you know, there was another point before I went on this rant about fat bitches. Well, we were talking about the rock and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the rock and the um, N word, and uh, you know, why are you guys so fascinated with? I, that's what I was saying. And there was something else that was going to be. Well, maybe you can save it for the Patreon too, because we got. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. do an hour for this. <laughs> Courtney says, "Oh my God, I'm dying, Vidge. I love you." <laughs> Somebody has to say it, man. Right? <laughs> so yeah, we can do a Patreon. I'll do because I really want to. Like after, 
I had mentioned it, it like it's not on any of the Patreons, but it was pre-show and Matt started dying. Dying. And the more you were laughing, I'm like, man, people have to hear this message, man. It's so goddamn funny. It's yeah, funny. I, I love it. If you were a stand-up, I'd say build an hour around it. <laughs> I want to build my whole career around I want this to make my life's work is to get to de-fetishize super fat women. That's all. I'm not even if you want the fat bitches, hey, I might end up with a fat bitch. But the supersized, like ginormous bitches, that has to stop. Let's um, fuck these girls to death. If a girl's, there will be, because girls are going to get their nut. There will be zero 500 pound guy, uh, girls, if there wasn't a guy to slide their deals. There will be zero. If, the, if she knew, okay, I'm 500 pounds, nobody's going to fuck me, she'll release me 400. But because she knows somebody will hit it, she can eat to her heart's content. Well, I love this topic. I don't want to cut you off, but we only I have know. a minutes left of show so yeah. you know i wanted to i want to talk about the stories that are in the description yeah um, I, know, I, know. I love this don't get me wrong i'm not like i'm not it's great but you know yeah. live up well, to hey, the advertisement th- this is why you need to listen to the patreon so we could so i can explain i'll make my case i'll make yes, the whole case sir as like 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 johnny cochran getting oj off like <laughs> this is a it's a real problem if that bitch is not fit, you must acquit. Yes. <laughs> hey, if she isn't fit, you bet not hit. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so <laughs> I was like just scrolling Twitter this morning looking for stories. <laughs> the Oscar nominations came out. Ooh. I didn't even you know. Didn't I was like, me. oh, right. The, I forgot about the Oscars. Bro, if you didn't tell me the Oscars were a thing, I would have forgot that they even existed. Right? That's exactly. I was like, oh, that still goes? I thought. Oh, and it was all these movies I'd never even heard of. I was like, what is this dog movie? It's like The Power of the Dog. Sounds like some old uh, fucking Babylonian shit. I don't did, you watch, that. did you watch um, South Park like early on? Early, early on, yeah. Did you ever see uh, the one where they like had Sundance, the Sundance Film Festival yeah, in, yeah. in South Park? You know Dude, what? it sounds like gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? when uh, That was almost a Simpsons moment when fucking Brokeback Mountain. I was like, oh, my God, they predicted gay cowboys eating pudding. I don't know if they eat pudding in Brokeback Mountain, but that's what I always thought about. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. A lot of these indies, like the indie stuff is, is you know, it's where the trends start. And then the ones yeah. that are, you know, refined get to Hollywood. But, yeah, it's apparently about a gay cowboy or something like I was I was like what? Because I was like, oh, it's a western. Like that sounds kind of cool. Like, and it was, uh, you know, it had like, um, what's his name? Jesse Plemons is in it. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, what's her name? Kirsten Dunst, who, who I, I like both of them as actors. Um, yeah. But it says charismatic rancher Phil Burbank. Oh, that's the worst name ever. Phil Burbank, Joe Hollywood. Uh, inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a, a new wife and, his, and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Oh, that sounds what? horrible. I don't know. You know what? That wouldn't work if even if you were straight, that premise that you just read. Because you don't want to see like this ruthless character be softened. 
because that's what it sounds like this ruthless badass I mean, yeah. gets softened by love so even if it was a woman that softened him you would you just like yeah, i don't want to see this yeah and apparently like i guess when i looked it up apparently he's like a closeted gay guy on the okay. pra- on the prairie i don't yeah. know and it's written by it's directed by jane campion who is a real looker um <laughs> and i guess her big movie is the piano that like Came from out a while in 93. ago? Yeah, 93. Yeah. Mid-19th century, a mute woman is sent to New Zealand along with her young daughter and a prize piano for an arranged marriage <coughs> to a wealthy landowner, but is soon lusted after by a local worker on the plantation. I mean, it sounds as dry and as boring as this other movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and like that's the kind of movies. It's, this has 12 Oscar nominations, The Power of the Dog. Well, let's be honest. I mean, this is this has been uh, the Oscars for a while now. These obscure movies, the more obscure, the better. Uh, you know, as long as it's you know gay cowboys eating pudding, as we said, or, or just some really obscure premise, and it's like really you know powerful and empowering. And people cry for no reason in the movie, and it's it's, it's you know a few scenes with someone yelling. Nothing it, makes sense. Don't don't look up is another darling of this. Uh, is that the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, it's the global warming movie. Yeah, yeah, sounds like <laughs> trash. Spider-Man wasn't nominated, so I didn't see No Way Home, but I'm surprised because it usually will at least give you a special effects nomination, right? Dune uh, Dune was nominated for okay. best picture, but yeah, other not than best that, director actually not because I do. Oh see, really? See that. Yeah, uh, he did not get a best director nod. I've never even heard of these movies. So there's Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, Belfast, Licorice Pizza. Oh, I think that's the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. That I might actually see. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, the remake I've heard nothing about. King Richard and Coda. King Richard was the uh, William Sisters, Will Smith. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't give a fuck about any of this. So, Andrew Garfield's nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom, which is, I guess, a musical. Uh, I I mean, oh, my God. Javier Bardem got nominated for Being the Ricardos. That was unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear anything good about that. Unwatchable. First of all, Nicole Kidman is disturbing. She looks disturbing. Like, whatever she cut off her face, it looks way off. Like, she looks freaky. There's this weird, like, CGI glow around her to try to make her look like Lucy. And she does not come off like Lucy at all. Devoid of charm. It's creepy. It's a weird, weird movie. And it's another one of those, like, Hollywood films where they're like, oh, isn't it fucked up how people are persecuted for being a communist? And it's like, you have the audacity to make another movie where people are being persecuted for their political beliefs in 2022 and you have no no self-awareness about this huh <laughs> no they have no idea like can you believe these damn cuz because their talk is these damn anti-communists and these conservatives they're so evil look at how evil they are yep it's the wrong side. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll persecute people for their political beliefs, but just not ours, obviously, because they're, they're correct. Yeah, it's we're like, on the right side of history. These evil idiots are not. 
and it's just bad. Like, are. it's. I think J.K. Simmons is in it, and he's great. He plays like Ed. I don't even know. But it was yeah. other than that. I mean, it it was trite and just like boring. I was like, this is bad. Like, I don't want to watch this. And that's an Oscar-nominated movie now. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, didn't they set a record low last year? Which I thought the Oscars were around this time. Weren't they in February? When is I, the I always part? thought they were, but maybe they changed it for COVID. Yeah. I don't know. They're in but, March. March. Okay. okay. Um, I just hope the the ratings go lower. Like they, I will call for open boycott of the Oscars because I don't seem that as that hard to do. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. You can do. I don't think you need to really persuade anyone to not watch the Oscars. <laughs> Jesus. I, I'd almost like to see if we could persuade anyone to watch them. I have no interest. <laughs> Excuse me. I had no interest before they got woke because they already were pretentious as shit. You know what I mean? They had started to try to nominate movies that people actually saw yep. for a few years, like in the yep. early 10s. So that was kind of cool. That was where there was like, you know, there was still little. That was kind of a resurgence, to be honest, when they started to actually nominate. Uh, they would nominate some cool movies and people would argue like the year that. Uh, the Dark Knight. Well, yeah, the Dark Knight was like that the was first the big thing. one. That was the one that changed it. Yeah, and then for a few years they did that. Mm-hmm. And even ones that you know, like I hadn't seen Birdman until the Oscars came out, but then I saw him. Like, oh man, it's really fucking it's good. A good movie. I like. Yeah, Birdman. it's a real good movie and shit like that. Where where the Oscars almost felt like a recommendation. Like, oh man, I didn't see that movie. Let me check it out. Yeah, and that's I, back when I still believed in movies. I, I went and saw that with the the guy who was the composer. It's all a drum. The whole yeah. soundtrack is a drum. I saw the guy do it live with the movie. Oh, that's awesome. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. Like, there's one part, like, when he walks past someone actually drumming on the street, yeah, and the yeah, composer yeah. was in time with the film. It was unbelievable. I oh, was like, holy shit. shit. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was so good. And you forgot the guy's there half the time. And then it's, just, it's so immersive. It was a really great experience. Like, yeah. I used to love this shit, dude. Like, I used to genuinely love this shit. It's why it's so hard for me to, like, get over it. Because it was my whole life. And I loved it. I was immersed in it. And now I just find it just, it's a sewer. Hey, you know what? Listen, you will act again. We're going to make a movie. Not that type of movie, you guys. Jesus. Put your head in the gutter. Out of the gutter. Not they're not into the gutter. What am I talking about? Fuck. Uh, but no. There, listen, there's something. There was something powerful. There is something powerful to the medium in the art form. Yeah. And unfortunately, Hollywood has lost the plot on that. And the Oscars have lost the plot on that. Completely lost the plot. Yeah, West Side Story. That was the other thing. Like I didn't hear too much positive about that. I heard it was kind of a mess. I I didn't even hear about it. Like, I remember hearing about it before it came out, and then the next time I heard anything about it was, like, three months after it was out. Like, I, yeah. I hadn't heard shit. Yeah, I heard it wasn't that good. That, that's all I heard about it. I was like, oh, it was kind of a mess. And I think there were production issues. It was just kind of one of those... Uh... Well, someone told me that they did the Spanish without subtitles. Is that what they did? Uh... It's what I heard. Okay. I mean... Not everyone speaks fucking Spanish, man. What? Why would I want to watch that? What's wrong with subtitles? Well, I, I have no idea. Is that offensive? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, Morgan Babcock uh, says, did you guys see Run, Hide, Fight? It was amazing. That's yeah. that Daily Wire film. Yeah. I remember watching the trailer of it thinking it was a bit much. 
Me too. I thought the same thing. And Critical Drinker put out a video, I think, today about it. I did see that. that he, it was either today or late last night. I couldn't tell because my mind is a mess. <laughs> but, yeah, I did see that. Uh, and I was like, ah. I mean, it seemed like a bit much for me. But then, like, from, like, a cause angle, I'm like, well, I mean, I'd like to support an alternative to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Daily Wire, man, they can't be it. That's that's for true. Like I'm not saying they 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 won't make good stuff, but like I don't really want to see, you know, was it my son Hunter? I think is I'm that, sure people. Yeah, the Gina Carano film. That's she's gonna be in that. Yeah, okay. it's a it's yeah. A I don't really mind film. But I don't, oh I mean, I, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Okay. Yeah, you, you get where I'm going. It's like, yeah. no disrespect. I know. Listen, I know there is an audience for that, and good for them, bro. I, I get enough of this every fucking day, especially doing this shit. Now it's like I don't. I could, if I never see anything on politics ever again the rest of my life, it'll be too soon. You know what I mean? Sentient dildo says yes. Let's support the neocon alternative yeah. to Hollywood. <clears throat> Look, here's the thing. If it proves to be profitable it will prove that it can be done and therefore other alternatives could spring up. Yes. That's, that's the why. idea. I don't Proofing want to, I don't care about the politics about it. I, I don't want any politics in my entertainment. I don't yes. care where they come from. So obviously that's why I haven't seen this movie. That's why I'm not flocking there. It's why you haven't heard me talk about it, but if it can prove to be viable, that's a great, thing for visual entertainment because then maybe other people would be willing to risk it risk the money that it costs to make a movie and you could potentially have alternatives to hollywood that were actual competitors yeah that's why it matters and i think you know and with competition you know you're gonna potentially get elevated content yeah and we have to palletize we talked earlier about content you have to palletize the audience to look for content outside of hollywood yes and that's gonna take that's a process and so yeah. I'm with you to an extent. I, you know, it's not, I'm not looking for neocon entertainment. It's not what I'm looking for out of entertainment. I, 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 I tend to come from not a pretentious place, but a pure place where it comes from entertainment. I'm sorry, the Koof is destroying my voice. I'm sorry. Huh. Uh, I don't know if it's the Koof, whatever it is. But like entertainment should still come from this pure place of having a story that you need to tell, right? There's a story that whoever it is creating just has to tell, and that's why the story's being told. And, and is yeah, there's money, there's all these <clears throat> other things that have to happen for a movie to get made, but it, there still has to be that through line of somebody who's interested in the story, who has a story that they think is good, trying to tell it. So if this encourages other people outside the Hollywood structure to try to do that. It's a good thing, even if it in and of itself. I know, I know they didn't invent independent filmmaking, but again, I'm talking about no, but that, but that's not relevant because yes, there's independent filmmaking, but where do they distribute those independent films, Sentient Dildo? Yeah, the distribution. That's a huge Hollywood. That's where it goes. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like they just put it on the internet and then it gets a million views and it makes money. It still needs to go through that same system, and that same system selects. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're not like open to what's entertain. Like it's the same filters, so it's the same shit. It's just because it was made outside the system, okay. But it's still the same. It still has the same like guidelines to be pr approved. Daily Wire is releasing it on their own. 
They're not using their distribution system. They're putting it out outside of all of those entanglements. So in that regard, it is novel. And that's what I mean. It's the point is like if you can start to prove that you can make a movie outside of the Hollywood system in every way, it's like that is a pioneering action. Yeah, and I mean, when we say the system, that includes the the Netflix, the streaming services, which has opened it up a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more independent stuff that you're able to see now because of the streaming services. Because of, you know, somebody has the hope to hopefully get their movie on on Amazon or Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But that still is the system. That still is the same Hollywood. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? system i mean machine pyramid scheme but just but it is i mean whatever that is that same filter applies to independent as much as it does to what's made in inside the actual system so yeah no it's i if it comes out of there i don't trust it (laughs) at least for now listen i i'm 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 rooting on the ripperverse i'm rooting i'm rooting for these things i'm rooting for independent creation and yeah I, i trust me i don't want to see a bunch of like politics yelling at me so that i have a similar fear i i have a similar uh interest in, like I, I understand your point since you do know um but we yeah, I mean. we need we need alternatives badly we need we need a we need a true independent we need a a soundcloud-esque upheaval for uh film there's not that yet and so this is a long process towards that because it's expensive and it's hard to get it and it's hard to make your money back, even if it's done, you know, inside of the system that makes all that, you know, money like it, it's it's a very difficult business enterprise. So it's it's hard. That's why I'm that's why I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for the Daily Wire. Yeah. Why not? What like, what do I have against it? Like, I, I like yeah, for me personally, I don't want to see politics in my stuff. And that Hunter Biden thing makes me cringe. But <laughs> like I said, if they're a profitable model, that's good. That means yeah. other potential investors could maybe, you know, invest in another startup that's willing to try this kind of thing. And maybe there's a new model. You know, maybe it's like it's not just going to be scripted, serialized, and 90 minute movies. You know, who knows? Maybe like I, I don't know. Like what, yeah. I don't know what the future holds, but I definitely am willing to open my mind to what could be. And this is a what could, very much a what could be. Yeah, it's it. I want to experiment and make film now. <clears throat> like make it because I don't want to just sitting on the sidelines and just like, oh, man, I hope somebody else comes up with something I like. It's like, you know what? You're going to have to fucking try it. Why not? Sometimes, man, it's true. Like, I I think about that when I listen to some of my favorite YouTube critics. I'm just kind of like, all right, well, then why don't you go make something? Like, you're so good at, like, observing what's wrong with this. Like, how come you're not making anything? Yeah. Yeah, you know, Critical Drinker is a writer. And, I mean, I would hope one day, I'm I'm sure he has a script. I'm sure he has a script. And I hope it gets made one day. There are plenty of networks outside of Hollywood for independent careers to put their stuff out. None that I am aware of. And I don't think like on a broader level, like <clears throat> right now, there's a thing going on with comics, the comedians who are putting out their specials on YouTube and it's working for some of them. You know, like Mark Norman put his out on YouTube and it's got millions and millions of views. That's potential. I don't know if that's enough to recoup the cost of a movie. Like, yeah how much the receipts like you have to charge an individual ticket because of how much it costs to make it so i I, maybe you're right dude and if you are let me know about some of those platforms i'll check them out maybe they're great but it's like 
I, I don't I, I haven't heard about it, so I don't know. And I'm thinking of shout out to the game chaser, shout out to Shady J. I'm usually in his chat. He does like they've existed for like years on YouTube. They made their own fucking movie recently. Oh, they, yeah. They they and he he's talked about how expensive the shit was and they, they started Indiegogo and they said they didn't cover hardly a damn thing because of how expensive he talked about so do you realize how it is to feed like the whole staff? Mm-hmm. Like how many thousands it costs every day to feed every single day so many people because he wanted a full you know they wanted a, a full production and they're hoping to recoup the cost they they made it as a labor of love sort of thing and for their fans but they they it's almost like they're, they're probably not going to recoup the cost I hope they do I I'm gonna buy a copy but it's what's the just movie of, it's a, just a, a a movie they wrote like if you they they have a youtube channel that's almost like uh like one of those a and e picker show not a picker they, they, they oh chase yeah, games. yeah yeah what's it but called like, the game chaser movie and it's just okay. but th- there's no they they would hope to get it on amazon one day or something like that and they i mean it, it may not be everyone's cup of tea or whatever but it's it, he talked about how expensive it is and having to sell a lot of his like really prized games, which he said, you know, it, it actually makes for good content going to get him again. But he's like, it was a process to get this fucking movie made. Yeah, let me it clear my throat. <laughs> let me clear my throat. Yeah, my voice. Uh. It's very difficult. It's, it's, and the thing is, there's a lot of skill sets involved that don't come cheap and right. are essential, like audio engineering is yes. maybe the most important thing you can do. And that is so time consuming. And and like you just need to have a working knowledge of how all that stuff goes. And if you don't, you come off incredibly amateurish. So the only real solution is to either take a master course in audio engineering or pay someone and they don't come cheap because it's really hard work. The yeah. same thing with color correction. I mean, just the actual Jesus look Christ, of making the correction. each shot match the same color palette is exhausting. And once again, you can't that you can't just figure that out on the fly. You either need to have that skill set already, or pay someone to do it. And if you have that, it's like how many skill sets can you really obtain? And then like and then the, just the days themselves, like how much you know, renting lights and moving equipment and like you said, feeding renting everybody. Equipment. I mean, it's it's I mean, script supervision and so many details. Insuring people, insurance. I mean, god damn it, it's. It's a huge undertaking to make a movie. It's and it's very expensive. It's very time consuming, and that's and not a waste of your time. Because yeah. when it comes out, what if it sucks? Yeah. What if people just don't hear about it? And this is assuming everything's not union, of course, because you can't afford. Right. It. I forget movie. fucking union. What was it? My friend Jared, who have to, we have to have on here because he just released his movie. Oh, cool. uh, the great and terrible day of the Lord. Yeah, he needs to come on so we can talk about that. But um, yeah, he said it would. It cost him like something like. It was under a hundred thousand, and oh, wow. it was maybe somewhere like thirty thousand, forty thousand. He said if he shot Union, it would have been like three or four times as much. Yeah, I'm surprised he could even get like that cheap. But I mean, it depends on what, like you said, how many. It was one location. I see. And they all like lived. They all lived at the house. Yeah. Like for the duration of the shoot, and it was a relatively small crew. Okay. Uh, and he was very meticulously planned. Like he really knew exactly what he was doing. You know, it's kind of like a Robert Rodriguez situation where you had to be kind of like an expert. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah, well, that's a good point. Such a diddle. That's why many independent productions film in Eastern Europe. A lot of talent here. Lower costs and good infrastructure for filmmaking. Well, why do you think I was scheduled, slated to go to Romania? Yeah, you want to know something. Such a diddle's revealed he is... He's a production guy. He's a mm-hmm. film guy. He is. Yeah. Who knows? You might have went to Romania. Since your dildo may have been in the guy on the set. Maybe you guys are leaked. Cosmic. Oh it's terrifying. a cosmic fusion of you guys. You guys were all. I feel always like he would have like stabbed me for my cigarettes or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's always a possibility. Swarthy Croatian. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I know it's after two. Oh, yeah. That should work. No, you, you got a schedule. Um,. I appreciate everybody watching. And typically what I would say is that if this breaks your heart, and I understand that it would, uh, you can go to the Patreon and see the new episode. But unfortunately, it's not up this week. There are eight, count them, eight episodes, as well as seven patrons. Thank you to the Crime Squad. That's almost double what we had last week. So hail Courtney, hail Morgan, Holloway, uh, Toxic Man Flu, Ruben Haynes, Ruben Christopher Haynes, Daniela. Uh, I think uh, Sean Connery versus Applesauce, and then some guy named Aaron. Hail. Uh, yeah. I believe that's everybody. Uh, the Crime Squad is there. We got eight Patreon, episode, pa- Patreon episodes up there. And like I said, if you can't spare the $5, and I understand, times are tough. The first episode's free, so why don't you go over there and enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do, we're, we're going we're gonna to holler at Fat Chicks, so you'll you have that episode. Ah, yes. Uh, that's so- going to go down. That's yeah. going to go down. We're going to have two episodes this week and then probably another one for Wednesday. So in the next week, there will be three new Patreon episodes. Three! God, that's value. Yeah, value that for money. amazing. Better value for money. <laughs> Better value for money than Disney Plus and Toxic Man Flu, SSBBW, forever, though. Did yes. I say Courtney? Did I, did I mention Courtney's on there? Oh, is Courtney? Oh. Courtney's on Courtney. there. Thank you, Courtney. Yep. Courtney's fellowship of oddballs is a patreon is in the crime squad yes um all right yeah vid you have anything else uh you gotta swear off fat chicks man you just got to no it's hard chicks. it's gonna be hard for some no, of us. I, i've never found that to be difficult some people are addicted bro Oof, I we'll get, get it. into it we'll, we'll, we'll break it down i mean i've had my moments don't get me wrong but they're usually weak moments yeah that, that's why. I, that's what. It, that's the real reason. I think it hurts your self esteem. It does. It really does. It does. And nobody likes that. That feeling of like actual shame. That's that's a bad feeling. I just it's have. bad feeling. Yeah. So absolutely, and I think that's part of the why. Part of the reason why they uh, like they don't want to avoid. They want to avoid fat shaming. Yeah. Because that shame feeling is powerful. And yeah. you should. Some you should feel shame sometimes. Yeah, it's motivating. You, really should. you yeah. should. I'm ashamed of how big I am. I'm absolutely ashamed, and I have to get better. I keep saying that, but I have to. But I know. I want you to get healthy. Better. I do. I want you yeah. to get healthy. I do. And now I'm actually dealing with something. I'm like <clears throat> shit. Yeah. I'm actually a fucking risk case because I'm a fat fuck, and that's not good. That's and I scary, have to, man. Yeah, it is scary. The end of this year, I have to end this, this weight. I have to end this year a lot less than I am now. And that's yeah. a goal. And that's something I'm going to fucking do. I'm not going to try. I'm going to do it. And that's nice. hard. And it's a hard thing to motivate to. So my, my dis, it's not even a dislike. My manifesto against fat ch- chicks 
as funny as it is, there's a lot of angles to it. And it does come from an actual positive place. Censor Dildo's ashamed of being a part of this program. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, you are. I hate to go with Stir, but remember how Stir had like different callers, different people that basically mm-hmm. became a part of the show? That's what Censor yeah. Dildo for, is for us. Yeah. Yeah. You're like an assistant producer, bro. Yeah, we're stuck with you. Yeah. Um, I did put out a video on my other channel, on my yeah. uh, Foulball Food and Drink channel. If you are. Now, I noticed there is a, a big gap in the YouTube video sphere, and there's just there's just not enough videos on how to make sourdough bread. There just isn't. You know? 300,000 isn't enough. So I wanted to make it 300,001. So I put out my <clears throat> my video on how to make uh, sourdough bread. So I used to work in a sourdough bakery in L.A. I'm a home baker. Uh, so I put that out. So if you're curious, it's very detailed. If it's something you want to learn how to do, I think I did a good job detailing each step on how to do it. So uh, go ahead on over there to Foul Ball Food and Drink and check that out. Uh, other than that, I know me and Jed are going to start game streaming at some cool. point yeah but when he you know i don't know he's kind of got some personal stuff he's going through so eventually yeah. that'll Trust happen me, i get that too yeah we're gonna do borderlands 3 oh cool. cool cool yeah yeah it should be fun i started fucking with it i started i downloaded it um 60 bucks because it's new i was like Ugh. all right Eesh. yeah but it's a pretty cool game and it, it's i think it's low like latency like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's chewing up my my uh hard drive like my um mother what's the word your RAM, VVU, yeah, CPU. The, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, 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 it seems like it can move, and I'll be able to stream it. And it won't drop frames. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. <coughs> I bake sourdough bread. I actually baked some just yesterday. Came there out you go. Good. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's going to do it. Culture Crime Fighters number 50. Appreciate Fitty. y'all watching. Fucking A. Join the Crime Squad to get more content. All right. Yes. All right. Love y'all. Have a good one.